Welcome to Staying the Course. Join us as we navigate the uncompromised Word of God with Pastor Brett Peterson. We need to pray for uh, Ukraine and our troops that are there as well. So join me in prayer for that, right? Uh, Father God, we just lift up the situation in Ukraine. And God, I pray that your Holy Spirit would just be with all the believers there. Lord, that you would protect them. And God, for our troops that are in Poland, God, I pray that you would protect them as well. So, Lord, we just put that whole situation in your hands. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah, so I guess they announced this morning that uh, Putin uh, made the announcement. Did you hear this? Uh, To go ahead and invade. So, apparently, the invasion is imminent. Uh, He's already made the announcement. That was on KNX radio as I was driving to church this morning. So I haven't verified it anywhere else, but let's continue to pray for them. Amen? All right, so if I was going to give today's message a title, it would be New Beginnings, Back to the Future. Any of you ever see the movie Back to the Future? Okay, who liked it? (laughs) I liked it. I I thought it was great. You know, when we started this church, we started at the Water District building at Oso and Antonio. In fact, that has always held a dear place in my heart, but uh, we couldn't do Sunday mornings there, so we did uh, Saturday nights. And the reason why, there were a group of ladies that painted one Sunday a month, and they had been there since they built the place. And so when we moved to Sunday mornings, we moved to a school. Who remembers Wagon Wheel School? Oh, yeah, way back there. So... That was some good times. Colgan and Sydney, you guys, I remember you guys just running around as little kids there. Uh, it, was, it was wonderful. But uh, it's good to go back to the water district. I am so excited to go back to where we started, back to the future. And it's the new beginning and future of the church. If you recall, at the beginning of the year, God gave us two verses uh, to really meditate on this year. The first thing was in Hosea chapter 6, verse 3, and it says, So let us know, let us press on to know the Lord. His going forth is as certain as the dawn. He will come to us like the rain, like the spring rain watering the earth. And the whole idea of pressing on, it really involves leaving something behind. You know, the whole verse that God gave us, one of them, is press on to know the Lord. And every time you press on, you leave something behind. Now, we did love this facility. The one before this where we rented from Rick Warren and had our whole sanctuary upstairs of his purpose-driven thing. John, you, get, you remember us up there. I loved that place. I mean... But every time we move, God has a new beginning and a fresh start. So in pressing on, we leave things behind and we move forward to the new things that God has prepared for us. And sometimes we don't even know. So even now, the water district was uh, in February or in January, they said, oh, you can start in February. 
Then we add the other surge of coronavirus, the Delta variant. And so they said, well, no, now maybe March. And they haven't clarified yet. So even now at this late hour, we don't know if the first Sunday in March is going to be at the water district, but eventually we're going to get there. <laughs> so be praying, if you would. God will make a way. Amen. The second thing was during the time of our stay on earth, let's make the most of the opportunities we have for the days are evil. So we press on and make the most of our time. In fact, in Ephesians chapter 5, verses 14 through 17, it says, for this reason, awake sleeper, arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Therefore, be careful how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of your time, for the days are evil. So then do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And in 1 Peter chapter 1, 16 and 17, it says, because it is written, you shall be holy for I am holy. And if you address the Father as one who impartially judges according to each one's work, conduct yourselves in fear during the time of your stay on earth. I love that. You know, this is just temporary. Our stay on earth, we are just sojourners passing through, the Bible says, and our home is in heaven. Our citizenship is in heaven. So all the trials we have here, it's like, oh, I can endure this because my home is up there. I can endure this trial because God will give me strength and peace and provision through it. This year is a year for new beginnings. And new beginnings always involve change. The worst part about change is it can be hard. You know, we become creatures of habit. I don't know about you, but I have my routines every morning. And if that routine gets broken, it seems like my whole day is messed up. You know, I like to get up early. I like to feed the pups, walk them, spend time with the Lord in prayer before the sun comes up, walking the dog and just spending time with God while it's still quiet out there and then come back and then have a cup of coffee and part the pages of God's book and get into the word and pray through that and pray for you guys and pray for what the Holy Spirit puts on my heart. But if that gets disrupted the other day, uh, for some reason, you ever get your second wind at night and you can't fall asleep? Okay, so if I'm not asleep at a certain time, you know, all of a sudden, I get this second wind, and I'm up till 1 or 2 in the morning. You know, I just can't go to sleep. But my inner clock always wakes me up at 4 or 4.30 in the morning, no matter what time I go to bed. But this particular day, all of a sudden, I look at the clock, and it's 6.30. That's the latest I've slept in in years. And my whole routine was messed up, my time with the Lord, because I had to get up and get into the day and work and everything that happened. And I had a lousy day because I didn't spend time with the Lord. Folks, your devotional time in the morning for me is super important. To spend time with God, to let Him refresh and prepare your heart for the challenges and the victories that you'll have that day. Because every day we have good and bad that occurs. And God can help us in both. God created us 
to love new things. Even though we do like our routines and we don't like change that much, there is something about change and new beginnings that God puts something in us that we love. Like when we get that new toy. I, I still like to get toys. I, I don't know about you. <laughs> or, you know, when you get that new Bible. I don't know about you, but I mark my Bible up to the point the pages start falling apart. And when I get a new Bible, it's like, oh, man, a new Bible. I'm so excited. Well, a new place for our church to go, we should be excited about it. God never made us to stagnate and get caught in a rut. He never made us to get comfortable where we are, but he always pushes us for change. Have you found that in your life? Because change brings growth. Change brings something in us that takes us out of the, the mundane rut that we were stuck in and puts us on a new road to see new things. He created us to explore and to grow and to enjoy new things. So how do we prepare for change and new beginnings? And this isn't just for the church moving to a new location, but all of us will experience changes in our life. It might be a medical diagnosis. It might be a loss of a job or gaining a new job or moving from one house to another house or a condo or an apartment or whatever that change is. I believe God has given us some simple steps on how to prepare for change so that we can experience his peace, his power, his protection, and his provision through all the changes that we go through. New beginnings bring strength and perfection. In 1 Peter chapter 5, starting at verse 7, it says, Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. I love that. You know, anytime I have a difficulty that I'm facing, I'm like, Lord, you've got a problem. I give all my problems to the Lord. If you do that and faith believe that he is going to help you through that, you will have a peace that transcends understanding. Cast all your cares or anxiety on him because he cares for you. Be of sober spirit. Be on the alert. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. But resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same experiences of suffering are being accomplished by your brethren who are in the world. You ever feel like, I'm the only one going through this problem? Nobody understands the, 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 the sorrow. No one understands the pain. No one understands the challenge that I'm faced with. Well, Jesus said, man, I'm a high priest who was tempted in all things, even though Paul wrote it in the book of Hebrews. Who really wrote the Bible? God did. Jesus is the Word of God, the Logos, the understanding, the logic of God. And so God wrote it through 40 scribes. So when Paul wrote it, we can quote Paul, but Paul really didn't write it. God wrote it. And he says, I'm a high priest who can sympathize with your weaknesses, who can sympathize with your trials and temptations because I was tempted and tried in all things just like you, yet without sin, I kept the faith. Hey, welcome back, David. 
Yeah, how was your journey? Oh, praise the Lord. We've been praying for her, too. That's a miracle. So good to have you back. That's the beauty of a small church. We're just family, amen? We're a tribe, right? That's, that's my word. I've got it on this little thing here, tribe. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's close in a word of prayer. No, I'm just kidding. But resist the devil firm in your faith, knowing that the same experiences of suffering are being accomplished by your brethren who are in the world. And after, note this, you have suffered a little while. When, with change, there's always a time of suffering. Are you with me? There's always a time of, okay, this is kind of scary. This is weird. But after that is gone, listen, the God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ he himself will perfect, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. I love that the church is God's. Amen? In fact, it's God's house. And I love that Christ is the head of the church, not me or Pastor Chris or the board or anybody else. Jesus Christ is the head of the church. So we don't worry about change. We don't worry about having to move. Well, I do worry about having to move. <laughs> We've been packing up our offices, and I'm like, how in the world? I think we've been here since 2018, so four years we've been here. Wow, it seems like a year, doesn't it? Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, four years we've been here? Wow. But here's what I know. In four years, I have so many little junk in there that it's going to be like, what? And the offices we're leasing are like tiny, you know? <laughs> so it's like Scott doesn't even have a bookshelf in his, but I think he said there's some there. Oh, yeah. He <laughs> hey, when you know it all, you don't have to read. God himself, in the midst of change and new beginnings, he will perfect you. He will confirm you. He will strengthen you, and he will establish you. I love that about change. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature, Old things are passed away. Behold, new things have come, and new things are coming to us as individuals and as a church. I, 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 I am so excited to be back at the Water District. I just can't tell you. I can't wait for our first service there. Hopefully it'll be in March. Please be praying that they let us. Actually, every morning is a chance for a new beginning and a fresh start. In fact, I love this in Lamentations, chapter 3, verses 22 through 25. The Lord's loving kindness indeed never cease, for his mercies never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I have hope in him. The Lord is good to all those who wait for him, to the person who seeks him. I love that God's mercies are new every morning. 
He desires a new start, a new beginning, a fresh start for us every day. In Jeremiah chapter 2, verse 13, it says, For my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, to hew for themselves cisterns, broken cisterns that cannot hold water. And some people are those broken cisterns. They don't seek God for direction in their life. They don't seek the Holy Spirit to fill them and gift them and be that living water in their soul. And so their cisterns are broken. And I love it here that it says this, For my people have committed two evils. They've forsaken me, the fountain of living water. Do you know that this is talking about God and it says, they've forsaken me. I'm the fountain of living water. Where do you get your refreshment and peace from? From God or from things of the world? God is the source of the living water in our lives. We put to rest every night the past. And we awake every morning to a new beginning. In fact, in Psalm 30, verse 4, it says, Sing praise to the Lord, you, His godly ones, and give thanks to His holy name. For His anger is but for a moment, but His favor is for a lifetime. Weeping may last for the night, but shouts of joy come in the morning. Every time we face challenges, we face change, we face difficulties, God is with us, and in His perfect time, he brings the answer to our prayer. It's always in His perfect time, not ours. New beginnings require pressing on to what lies ahead. In Philippians chapter 3, verses 12 through 14, Paul said, Not that I have already obtained it, or have already become perfect, but I press on so that I may lay hold for that which is also was laid hold of in Christ Jesus. Brethren, I do not regard myself as having laid hold of it yet, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which lie behind, I reach forward to what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal of the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. So as we, as a body of Christ, a tribe of believers, leave this place next week, our final Sunday, and press on to new beginnings, I know God has incredible things in store. I am so excited for that. By the way, today, before I forget, we are going to move a few of the heavy things, the, the old pulpit we have and a copy machine and a few other things. It's just going to be one trip to the storage unit, which is a couple blocks away. Shouldn't take long at all. Uh, next week, uh, during the week, Scott and I will be moving other things to the storage. Next week, when we tear down, we'll just pack it up in trucks and take it to the storage unit. Does that make sense? All the chairs and pop-ups and sound system. So next week, if you have a truck too, uh, please bring it, because uh, that's going to be where we have to get everything that's left out. That's the, that's the hard part about moving, is loading everything up and, and taking it over. Oh, my goodness. And Jesus Christ, as a head of living water, has brought our move 
in his perfect time. This was the time for us to move on, to press on to what lies ahead with all faith and confidence and the joy of the Lord that gives us strength. Amen? In Isaiah chapter 43, verses 18 and 19, it says, Do not call to mind the former, th former things or ponder the things of the past. Behold, I will do something new. Now it will spring forth. Will you not be aware of it? I will make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. I love that the Bible is filled with analogies of God pouring living water to his people to bring refreshment, to bring cleansing, to bring healing. I love that the whole Bible is filled with that. When we were going to call this church Coastland Community Church, kind of like our Bible college, Coastland University. And the Holy Spirit said, no, living water. <laughs> I love it. You know, Jesus talked about that as well in John chapter 7, verse 37. Now, on the last day of the great feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. For he who believes in me, as the Scripture said, from his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke of the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were to receive. Do you have that living water pouring in and through and bubbling out of you? Do you have that fruit of the Holy Spirit, no matter the circumstance? In the midst of change, do you look for the Lord, to the Lord for direction and wisdom? So how do we prepare for change? What time is it? Ooh, I got to hurry. That was all introduction. <laughs> By the way, on your handout, um, uh, Pastor Chris uh, emailed me at Romans Road because we've been talking about witnessing. Uh, I added a couple of verses. Uh, I, I, I was going to add more, but they wouldn't fit uh, because I wanted to put this Joshua thing too. But um, preparing for change. If you notice on your handout, we have Joshua chapter 1, verses 5 through 11. And here are just some action points we glean from this text. So what was happening in Joshua chapter 1? Moses had just died. He had led the people out of Egypt. He led them in the wilderness for 40 years because they didn't believe God. I want you to know this. It's not the whole nation that didn't believe God. They sent spies into the promised land, and what happened? All the spies but two said, there's no way we can move there. Oh, man, the people are too strong. Uh, even though it's a glorious place to move, there's no way we can. And, and because of those five spies, God made them wander in the wilderness for 40 years years they could have went straight to the promised land folks i really believe that this move is really sovereignly ordained by god for this church to go back to where we started back to the future future and back 
because anyway, we were back, and anyway, and so, uh, yeah, whatever. Turn to Joshua chapter 1, starting in verse 5, if you have your Bibles, and, and I'll just read it if you don't. Joshua chapter 1, verse 5. No man will be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I have been with Moses, I will be with you. I will not fail you or forsake you. Be strong, verse 6. And courageous, for you shall give this people possession of the new church place where we're moving. I mean, the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous. Be careful to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, so that you may have success wherever you go. Verse 8, and this book of the law, you shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous, then you will have success. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not tremble or be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And Joshua assumes command at this point, Verse 10, then Joshua commanded the officers of the people saying, pass through the midst of the camp and command the people saying, prepare provisions for yourself for within three days you are going to cross this Jordan and go in to possess the land which the Lord your God has given you to possess it. So what do we glean from that? I put it on your handout I'll just go through it real quick. This is clear instruction on how to deal with change or moving from one place to the next. First is the promise, I will not leave you or forsake you. God will not, never leave you. He will never abandon you. No matter how you fail God, He is always there waiting for you to just come home to Him. He'll never reject you. Then preparation. Be strong. In Philippians chapter 4, verse 13, it says, I can do all things, the King James says, through Christ who strengthens me. Be courageous. 2 Timothy 1.7, For the Lord has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and discipline. Be obedient. These are all the commands that God gave Joshua if he wanted to have success in the move. Be obedient, John 15, 10. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Be in the word of God, Psalm 119, 105. Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And John 8, 31 and 32, Jesus said, If you continue in my word, then you are truly disciples of mine, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. And folks, this is a church that preaches the Bible. Not man's ideas, not ideologies, not philosophical systems, not three points to how to feel good. We teach the Word of God. The next thing, do not fear. He again repeated it, John 14, 27. Jesus said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, give I unto you. Do not let your heart be troubled, and neither let it be fearful. And the promise is, God said, I am with you wherever you go. 
If you can read that little thing at the bottom of your handout, Pastor Peterson's proper potential for people of prayer and purpose. This is a lot of peace. Are you ready? I, 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 proper preparation prevents poor performance, and prayer produces positive positioning and perspective. Plus, peace permeates people of persistent prayer. Pragmatically, people of purpose positively prosper. We need God's Holy Spirit power and personal profession to receive His precious promises and to passionately perform all that He's called us to do. I postulated that we positively prepare to persevere and not pretend presumptuously because that would be preposterous. Preposterous. <laughs> People prepare prolifically, putting the pieces in proper position to plan your personal path prepared by God. Patiently proclaim and praise Jesus and prepare to persevere and press on by his peace, purpose, power, provision, protection, and profound posterity. Whew, that's a lot of peace. What time is it? We always have to seek direction from the Lord. As we prayed about where God wanted us to move, uh, the water district seemed out of the question. And miraculously, it opened up. Now it's just been on hold, but God's timing is perfect. So we still pray the first Sunday in March. We'll be at the water district Sunday morning. They may say we have to wait till April. If so, God's timing is perfect. Amen? In His perfect time, we'll get to where we need to be. In the meantime, we'll meet wherever we can. So <laughs> it'll be exciting. But we always seek His direction. In James chapter 4, verse 13 through 15, it says, Come now, you who say, today or tomorrow we'll go to such and such a city and spend a year there and engage in business and make a profit. Yet you do not know what your life will be like tomorrow. You are like a vapor that appears a little while, then vanishes away. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and also do this or that. And that is all we want is God's perfect will. When you're in God's will, come hell or high water, you have the strength, the peace, the provision, and the joy of the Lord to overcome anything when you're in the center of God's will. When you're outside of God's will, oh man, be afraid. <laughs> because that's a scary place to be. I'm glad that we are in the center of God's will, that He goes before us, that He leads us. In fact, in Isaiah chapter 30, verse 22, it's 21, it says, your ears will hear a word behind you. This is the way, walk in it. Whenever you turn to the right or to the left, God leads those that are his. In fact, Romans chapter 8, verse 14, it says, for all who are being led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. So God is leading us and guiding us, and we don't fear any change. And that's from moving the church to any changes we all have in our own lives because every day there are some changes that occur. But we embrace the blessing that is to come through the change. Amen? 
Romans 15, 13 says, Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace and believing so that you will abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Worship team, come on up. In all the changes and challenges, if you are prayed up and seeking first the things of God, He will give you His peace, power, provision, and protection. Oh, don't fear what the future holds. Just know that God holds the future. Amen?
restores my soul, satisfies my need. Thank you for listening to Staying the Course with Pastor Brett Peterson. If you would like a copy of this message or would like to submit a prayer request or comment, contact us at 949-888-5777 or email us at info at ccbcu.edu. God bless you as you seek and serve him. Remember, stay the course, and we'll see you next week.